0: Yeah, that's good. Welcome to another bonus episode of There Will Be Dungeons, where for about a half an hour we sit around and answer your questions that you submitted at therewillbedungeons.com. It's super easy. We'd love to have you do it. Even if you're not a Dungeon Plus subscriber and you're hearing this a week after everybody else did, you can still leave your questions there. We're happy to answer them. That's over at therewillbedungeons.com. All right, let's dive right in. Kristen has the list. Ask the questions.
1: All right, this first one is pretty topical for these past few weeks. Hello, wonderful TWBD fam. I hope you all are staying safe and healthy during this extraordinary and surreal time. I am the DM of a fantastic band of adventurers. We are all isolated right now, but would still love to play together. Could you walk me through the things you guys used to play remotely?
0: Oh, man. So I'll just quickly dive in or jump in with just with some um, like how you can connect with each other stuff. Um, I assume that they're not trying to broadcast it. So that automatically makes whatever it is you're trying to do uh, easier, Blake. But um, Discord is great for this. It lets you all share video. You can see each other through the whole experience. Um, They can hear any audio that you want to have piped through to each other and it's just made for this um, and it's a great way to keep a chat room going for the rest of the time where you guys can't be online and talking to each other you can be sending messages back and forth planning your next um, adventure or whatever um, so yeah there, there are plenty of alternatives out there I mean you could use things like Skype or Zoom or a million other little conferencing apps to make this work but I, I think Discord is the best suited for this so that would be that's what I would throw in on this answer as far as like DMing and all that uh, Bo you'd have to talk to that.
2: Well, no, I think you're right. It really depends what you're going for. A virtual tabletop is not required. Mm -hmm. So if you're just getting started, it sounds like you already play, or maybe you play in person, you're getting started up remotely. I mean, theater of the mind works. All you need is a player's handbook, sheets of paper. You know, you can use an online dice roller. So even if you just use roll 20 for that, it's fine. But if you do want to incorporate battle maps, you'll, you'll need to pick, you know, uh what is the other one called? Fantasy grounds or roll twenty? Those are the two right foremost ones. There are some other options out there, but those are the most known, at least the ones I know to be the most known.
0: Yeah, and you can all it's just share it. those web links and boom, Roll Twenty's got everything I mean, that's out
2: there. D Beyond's a great resource. It's very convenient, but not required as well. Um, so it's really up to you. I mean, if you really think about it, right? It's sitting at the table just requires character sheets and some rules. And you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so even just building off that, building technologies from there, don't delay your first session because you don't know how to use these things. If you guys are already regularly playing, you should be able to pick up the phone and everyone should know what to do for the most part.
0: Yep. Hell, a speakerphone would work in a
2: pinch if you had to. Yeah. I mean, I'm not big on the fancy uh, toys. There are some DMs I'm quite certain that are very capable and use a plethora of online tools, but it's up to you. It's mm. not required.
1: Awesome, yeah. Uh, only thing on top of that, microphone, of course. <laughs> you don't need a camera. Nope. So pretty simple.
0: Yeah, a little headset. You may already have one for something else. Some cheap USB thing at Walmart. Wipe it down when you get it, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Even if the the plastic, especially if the plastic casing's broken.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
1: Oh. Uh, so this next one is about walnuts. I love the show, but one thing bothers me. Firstly. What is Walnut's race? And second, what gender? As it isn't clear, I may have not heard it, but yeah, I'm just curious.
2: Oh, human male. Oh, actually, I guess I, I didn't... didn't know that either. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I figured it was a male, but I didn't know Walnut was human.
2: Yeah,
0: all right, an a-hole. Well, I mean, a yeah. dummy.
2: I, I guess we didn't specify, but I mean, I had him in my mind as a human. Should he be something else? Did anyone have any ideas? No, but, I. I
1: was don't... thinking gnome.
0: He does seem um, small. like that's, Every time yeah, I think of him, he seems like, like a little guy.
1: Yeah, pretty
2: he's, pretty. A, he's a weak and pathetic creature, but he's a <laughs> human male. All right. I, he's, he's Everything an interesting, you're imagining about him still works. He's an interesting totally. character. Would
0: you, would you, as somebody who may end up drawing him, uh, is there anything else to script about him in your head like that you thought of, I mean,
2: not really. I just meant, uh, you know, by way of showing you know what this tower was about, you know, having different walks of life, right? You've got your knight commanders and your sirs that are battle-hardened vets of the paladric order. But then you've got the people that work there, right? You've got your blacksmith, you've got your janitor, you've got your apprentices and people just deployed from training. And that's what he represents. He's a he may one day be a great priest, uh, with great bravery. And certainly Varel and and, and Nash did a lot to help him over the line when it came to curing, uh, using his ability to cure things. So, you know, this is someone in in their formative years. They may go on in the future to become a great hero. Thanks to the heroes.
0: (laughs) Wow. We're going to leave our, we're going to leave our mark on this kid. It sounds like we're going to. If you don't get him killed. yeah,
1: (laughs) That's that's fair. But you know, everyone makes a choice, right? Mm -hmm. Even the NPC characters.
0: Well, he is kind right. of Tedna-like, so I have my concerns, but
2: whatever.
1: There you go. Yeah. Follow follow characters into death. It's yep. like, oh, you're level one, buddy. I'm sorry. Go <laughs> uh, he,
2: I can say for sure he's exhibited no signs of being infatuated with anyone in the party. So,
1: That's fair. so that itself
2: will probably <laughs> help his survival chances quite a bit.
1: <laughs> All right. Who would you pick? to play and or voice your character if hollywood suck hundreds of millions of dollars into producing the campaign as a film and then to beau who would you choose to write and or direct
0: Ooh. well first can i say this i want it to be animated um i don't want live action Ooh. so i so specifically i have a voice actor who could play it but he could also eh, maybe shave 10 years off him but he could also play it if he had to but Are you guys familiar with the actor Michael Wincott? Do you know who I'm talking about?
3: Oh, I know the name, but I need to know what he's from.
0: So he's the bad guy in the first Crow movie. Um, he's the guy. Oh, totally. Yeah, and he was in, he was also in that. Oh, what's the one? Oh,
2: god damn! Yeah, he's in a Strange Days. Yeah, he's a trip. He's that in guy. Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's very. cool. He was uh, in that uh, Alien
3: Count Resurrection. Of Monte yeah, oh. County Monte Cristo. Yeah, County Monte Cristo. He got pushed off the. Okay, uh, he was yep, the jailer. I'm, I'm on board. I had to Google it. Yeah, he, your example, he is so, very. He's he is he was
0: very, he was in my head when I was building Nash in my head. Like that's the guy. Yeah, I kind look of at thought
2: this. Of. He, he he's done stuff where he's had long hair like maybe been a vampire or something mm-hmm. i don't know look at this The picture. long
1: hair is how i recognize him i didn't recognize yeah. him with the short hair oh yeah he's he old he's like old bill
2: wichita. in west west
0: world which i i love the character old bill which is like that prototype uh piano playing robot for west world if anyone's seen that anyway he's just great that dude is freaking great so yes but that's my answer is mike michael wincott who's you know getting on in years uh, i think he's in his early 60s or something yeah, he is. It's like 62 yeah. or 3, but still, you know, he could do it.
3: Anyone else?
1: Yeah, Stanley? Uh so John? we actually
3: talked about this not too long ago. We did our we did our casting, and the current look for Stanley, uh as he as he currently appears is based on Loki from the Thor movies, so oh. I guess Tom Hiddleston would be the logical choice. <laughs> That's
0: cool. About. Nothing wrong with that. That's a good one. I could totally see that. That's Stanley as shit.
3: If you want just a voice actor, I mean, you might as well get uh, oh, what's his name? Daniel Craig from Knives Out is basically Stanley Billings
1: right there. <laughs> Perfect.
3: Ah, do say
0: so. So it's like Foghorn Leghorn, basically is who is who Stanley is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. How about Varel? I'd love to know who you want to play Varel.
1: Right? Would it be a puppet suit? Would it be CG?
4: Well, I mean, if we're doing a cartoon, ideally, but uh, it's like, the first thing that comes to mind if we do CG is Jar Jar, because you got a real body with the thing on top. No, no, let's mm. do let It's not
2: UCG. We're, uh, okay. we're using animatronics and, and puppeteering. Oh, we're
4: puppeting nice. this, are
2: we? Okay. Yeah, we got a puppet, Varel. You can't do CG, Varel.
1: That's fair. <laughs>
2: it's a practical effects Varel. We can use, use CG in other places, but Varel's got to be a practical, like it's an actor wearing a suit and there's like a team of people controlling his mouth and eyes and
1: stuff. Nice.
2: It's like two. Yeah, little I mean, a I, bit of CG to brush up the look or something.
0: Right. It's like two two little people, uh, one tall guy and an air conditioning unit, and you got a girl. <laughs>
4: That's it. I mean, the first one that comes to mind is Patrick Warburton, <laughs> who uh, does the cronk and the Family Guy. Uh, He's putty, putty
0: on Seinfeld. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Oh, oh
4: and I, mean, I mean, yeah. Pharrell's basically based on uh, a combination of Worf and from Venture Bros, the Swanson, Brock, who is Brock, Brock Swanson, Swanson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Samson, yeah, Brock Samson's so good.
0: All right, that fits. That actually fits. You're not as sarcastic though, and you're a little more naive as a character. Like you, you, I like how Pharrell mm. sticks to his kind of lizard understanding of everything and doesn't doesn't jive with like human ways and stuff. So in some ways. Uh, No matter what, your choice is the right. Those those are good choices, but I would love to see those guys portray that part of you where they're just a little bit, you know, they're ready to fight any time and they're a little bit uh, naive to the world around them. I like that. How about you, Bo? You got to be the storyteller. Who do you want to voice? Wait, did Hope say hers? Oh, Hope. We didn't do Hope.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I I gave this thought live action Evangeline Lilly.
0: (laughs) That's pretty good. Yep. She
1: was All so right. kick ass in the Ant Man movies. And then voice actress would have to be Jennifer Hale. I Yeah. Is there any question when it comes to female voices in video games? Female Hale, yeah. Femme Shep, right there. Yeah.
0: Nice. She's a good call. But who would She's play the storyteller? Calls. Who would be our, our uh DM voice?
2: Well, there'd be a movie, so there'd be no DM, right? Sure so there would. Know. It'd be a narrator. It would say it was the- yeah, and then you have
1: writer and directors part of the question. Earth, yeah, Earth I, was. I, well, burned. I haven't really
2: spent any time thinking about that. I don't know. I mean, called, for, uh, Morgan Freeman. He crawled through. I don't think it would have a, I, I don't. I don't think it would do a narrator. That's too hopeful.
1: Really, A narrator <laughs> provides
2: a sense of reassurance that you're listening to a story and, and cuts <laughs> dread.
1: Thanks, Bo. <Beau. laughs> <laughs>
2: That's a good point. Narrator's under dread. No, you're right. Morgan Freeman going to roll and be like, "Something (laughs) is about to happen. I wish I could say that was the last time uh, Nash Magar to put something up his hole. I wish
0: I could tell you that. Yeah, it's not going to happen.
2: I I don't picture one. I mean, this is... We can each picture whatever we want because it's just something we're talking about. So it's no wrong answers right. or right answers. But no, I, I would go without narrator if it was my choice. If the producer forced you
0: though and said, "Look, people like narrators. You gotta have one." Is there I'd, a like, vo- kick
2: over my director's chair or whatever? <laughs> oh
1: damn! And the movie my, would get stuck. Yeah, in I'd tempo. be like,
2: exactly. I'd be like, I'm walking off the set. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they Let say the when filmmakers they quit? make make films that's producer a, people. That's what they say when they quit, is it? They go, ah, I'm walking off the set."
0: <laughs> I yeah, love I that. Don't know what they do, that's great. Like
2: that. I throw a Christian Bale level tantrum. How about that? Oh.
0: Yeah, you I could guess. say, "Oh, good. Good for you or whatever." He's
2: like, yeah, "Good for you. We're getting narrators. <laughs> Just Great. <laughs> You know, my because mental... it's D and D D has a DM, so we have to have a DM in the movie. Mm-hmm. Just amazing, guys. Yep. Oh good for you. <laughs> That's
1: him. <laughs> <Yes>!
2: <laughs> no, seriously, I wouldn't I, I get the idea. I just don't think it's the right tone. That's for a more f- family friendly, you know, movie, I think, or at least funny one. Yeah. Because who I would picture to direct. I saw an article recently that Better Call Saul was actually Vince Gilligan was very public and saying like my name's on it. People give me credit all the time, but it's actually this guy Peter Gould who's making that show and his team. Yeah, and so I get Peter Gould and his team because Better Call Saul is awesome, and just overall that camp treats this material with a ton of respect and nuance for weird things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and we tend to do that. We tend to spend a lot. Of, you know, it's like. There's this big thing happening, but we want to talk about Walnut. You know, like, what's the deal with Walnut? And I feel like the way they do that show is they do obsess with small side things mm-hmm. as being important to the overall narrative. So I just, I just kind of love that. I'm picturing, you know, Dust Hill and the relationships of the characters and how weird the place is and the world is. I don't want anything explained. There's just a lizard guy, there's just goblins. It's just Mad Max Land. And, you know, Ras, um, what was his name? Rasfair Tutum Bezos. You know that whole scene with the goblins mm. cheering on. They bring the red lizard folk out in a bag and just have it fight with Varel, and the baby wanders out. Like oh, that whole yeah. thing. That whole thing would be done by the Breaking Bad, Better Call Salty to perfection. So, them. I like that. So we favorite. got
0: the whole production. All we have left is the money and influence to make it happen.
4: Well, this is all well and good, but what about the over-the-head the version? Mm.
2: What's the uh, over-the-head?
4: What? The Over the Hedge version, you know, where they don't cast voice actors. It's all stunt casting of popular people. Oh, But it's all famous people. Like, you know, Stanley's played by Bruce Willis for no reason, but to like <laughs> get the name in there. Oh, yeah. Good point. Oh. Over
0: the Hedge is totally that, isn't it? That whole movie is
3: that. Yep. Okay. Oh, that'd, be, that'd be weird.
0: I want Fassbender then, which I mentioned before. He'd be good also live action, but give me a Yeah, Michael but Fassbender. I think oh, he try too hard. I
3: think what Kyle means is more is who's the guy that's going to come in and be like, Hey, yeah, I'm Stanley Billings. Pleased to meet you. Mm. And you're like, what? They really made an odd choice with the casting of Stanley <laughs> Billings here, just to get somebody's name on there.
0: I don't know who then. I can't think of who would, uh, who I would have.
2: Brad Orlando Bloom reprising his role as an elf. There
0: you go,
3: Brad. Oh, perfect. I'll take He'd Brad. He's actually
2: Pitt.
4: gotten kind of good. He'd be good, Nash. These days, like yeah. he's getting kind of weird. I like him. Yeah,
0: his thing on that. What was that show on Amazon? The weird. Turn of the
2: century, but they're still fairy tale thing, right?
1: Yeah, the fairies or something. He was really good in that.
0: He was very
2: good in that. If we're just dropping like actor bombs, then it's Johnny Depp's got to play one of the characters. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know which way.
1: Or Nash. You have to be a character. Character. Nash. Nash Johnny Depp would be perfect.
3: <laughs> it would be good. And
2: maybe a young Daniel Day Lewis for Stanley. I don't know. Maybe. Oh. He,
3: he, <laughs> he's pretty
2: method, though. Pretty method. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not him. I think Daniel Day Lewis for Nash, and then Johnny Depp for Burrell. Okay. Done. But like a young yeah. Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, but if we're but, j- getting the biggest box office draws possible. Well, yeah. If yeah, you can yeah, pull. Yeah, 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 because right now. It's like an Alba for all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, if we're. Owen for
4: Stanley. Yeah. And Bruce Willis for Mash. Uh, sure. And yeah.
0: Yeah, if we're, if we're 90s casting this, this all sounds good.
3: Right? You just get Arnold for Varel. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Stick a knife in me, see what's going on in the.
2: <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't like this movie anymore. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and they'll still make you narrate it. That's
4: the
2: worst part. Yeah, they'll be
3: a narrator. Oh, in that Christopher one. Walken for Stanley. I've picked it. Wow. Ooh. Nice. And he we're doesn't so do. An Wouldn't it be like Zac
2: Efron? Like, do we have to get young? Well, big yeah, actors?
3: this is what we were talking about in the '90s. I. This is the era. I well, Morell is weird.
2: played by Dax Shepard, I guess.
3: And you have to Sorry. pick a
2: narrator because
4: the producers thought the movie was too confusing for the yeah, audience, right? Of course. Right? Yeah, course. In this, and this, and this mm-hmm. scenario,
2: it makes sense. So. It's who's the biggest name in narration right now? Is it Morgan Freeman? Mm, Still,
0: no. I think uh, if it's today, you get what's his name who does all of the BBC uh, nature stuff, uh, Richard Attenborough. Richard Attenborough. Attenborough. Yeah, you get him to go. And now we see the female doing, you know, whatever. However, he does his stuff. Have him do it. That would be cool. heroes of the waste
3: make their way across (laughs) the sandy desert. (laughs) I would eat that up, dude. Oh, what about oh, the Pokemon's
4: man. man, John? Can you do the Pokemon's man? Hot
1: what, Herzog. Who's, who's the po?
3: Oh, Ryan Reynolds. Werner. Oh, Werner Herzog. Hold on. Mm. What does he say in the Mandalorian? I gotta find he the goes, voice. Uh, the baby. I understand.
2: The
0: Mandalorian <laughs> is <a> difficult. <laughs> difficult profession. profession.
2: Yeah. Complicated.
0: Yeah. Complicated. Complicated profession. Bring us the child. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we answered that question yeah. then.
2: We'll get Andy Circus to play the Goblin King. All right. And, oh no, we're so going to play Quiz Quizquash and and the Goblin King. He can play the and I mean Andy
1: Circus is all the side characters. Mm-hmm. Bock, okay. Tedna. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone.
2: Bock, Bock and oh, Tedna. He plays
4: <laughs> well, when I was asked to uh uh pleasure myself on stage, I was immediately. <laughs> <laughs>
2: This movie, but without any explanation or duration, this movie would be awesome, dude. I oh, swear also,
1: I feel one last one we have to add to the cast is Gary Oldman.
2: Mm-hmm. There you go. Get him in there yep. somewhere. Jam him in. Uh, he can be the Hillmaster. Yeah, he do you can not the Hillcard? That's not his voice.
3: <laughs> that was <laughs> his voice him. back in the day. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that's, no,
2: not, that's not. Gary him. Oldman would have to do the Hillmaster. He'd
3: do, right? it. He's, uh, he's he can do it. He's played weirder.
0: Yeah, he's pretty weird.
3: He I'd could be him. Stanley with the. He'd just go back to his fifth element character. Bring oh those
4: Oh, <laughs> Christian Bale <laughs> is that first dwarf we fought in the. Month.
2: <laughs> bring is me Dharma.
0: Bring me them stones. What? Who Dharma? Dharma?
2: Yeah, Dharma the dwarf. Oh,
0: my wife's been watching Dharma and Greg, so that kind of threw me for. Oh there. no, not that Dharma. I thought it was Dory. Isn't it Dory? What? Oh, didn't we have a door named Dory? All right, this is only question two. We we have
3: a lot more questions to answer.
1: Our narrator's moving to that. All right, um, let's see. If you could have one piece of equipment from the entire run of the show in real life, what would it be?
0: Oh my gosh. Right? I mean, the portal gun's an easy answer, but if you told me it couldn't be any of the cool stuff, I would want that (laughs) dildo I'm carrying around, and I want to put it under glass. Now that...
1: we find out what's not cool in the show.
2: <laughs> but I think it's just it. not the bad guano.
0: <laughs> I, don't want I can that. hook you up. I don't want that. <laughs> if I had to pick, though, it would be the portal gun. I've always wanted one of those anyway. With or without TWBD. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I want to
3: say diplomacy, but I have no practical use for it.
2: <laughs> a sword and it's going to sit on your mantle. <laughs> I just want
3: it I just want it back so much that now somebody's offered me an imaginary version to have in real life and I'm like I should take it. The immovable rod was pretty great. I miss that mm. too.
0: Yeah, yeah, bag of holding
3: would yeah. be cool. Ba- oh, bag of holding, there we go. There's the practical one. Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Other than
3: that,
1: I'd though, want the metal arm for hope, but it can transform.
0: Oh that's cool. Oh well, you know what out. now that you're I mean since we're back in the you know desert with your thinking I'd want a I want a fate 4 that runs. Mm. Um I'd drive that around town now like that would be a thing I would do. In fact if I was if there was any way for me to do it I would love that. I'd love some old van I'd convert it. This is something for 20 year old me but oh man how cool would that be just a big old loud Big Fate 4, you know, painted on the side, weird shutters on the windows, getting gun mounted thing <laughs> on top. Like, it would just be badass. I would love that.
1: Like, the traveling D van yeah. seemed like, Hop in, kids, a good place.
0: I love it. That's a great idea. George's sandwich. <laughs>
3: George's sandwich. <laughs> Pretty sure it was delicious. Yeah.
2: It's probably very good. I hope you're the last one. Who is home? Hmm? What? hope is the last one she didn't answer yet
1: oh i was saying uh hope's metal arm but it could oh you be did say metal arm
2: that's right yeah. okay. i thought we missed you. okay you want so you you actually want to be an og?
1: uh it would be so cool uh okay. but it would be like having the turn the a model of the terminator from the movie like when yeah. they actually used in the stills oh
0: it's pretty cool oh. That'd be bad. Oh, I just
1: love that design. It's so bad. You wouldn't
0: get—you'd take you forever to get through TSA. You'd have to have special clearance or something. But that'd be fine. Yeah, special clearance would be your metal
2: arm going beep 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 yeah. beep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to fly for a while, so it's fine. You even have to think about it for a while. That's, that's true. true. Yeah. Unless you had a magic broom, which I totally take as mine.
1: <gasps> <gasps> I want Nash's
2: underwear. I changed my answer. <laughs> air conditioned underwear is a really good idea it is but i changed I'll, my answer too actually it's the floating part that i want i mean the air is yeah, nice, being but being kept cool no matter how hot of a day it is, is because your underwear is like thermally refreshing you yeah it but like great.
0: seven months out of the year it's like cold where i live so i want like i want the flotation it has to be part of it or else forget it all right
2: let's well, go both so we're both okay. happy all right sweet
1: there we go <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's how I feel about it, too. (laughs) All right.
1: right. Will Scott go back and draw all of the different iterations of the team or maybe just Nash someday? I would like to see what he envisions when he thinks of these things. Or would that be something he plans to do at some level on the Patreon? Oh, my
0: gosh. I hadn't really thought about it, but maybe. I mean, we've talked about different kinds of potential Coffee table book style things that might be cool in the future. Um, you know, m- things that can include maps and a bunch of notes from Bo, and maybe the way M Sports works as its own standalone little mini game that we could publish or something. So, there's we've definitely had thoughts like that. And if we ever did anything that included a bunch of art, what I would like to see is art from the community. I'll put some of mine in there, but just all that cool stuff people have made. I'd want to have included in there also. So maybe, I don't know, the the idea of like the big book of T-T-T-W-B-D, uh would be awesome because we could include everything in it from, you know, pictures of us and information about who we are. But then also just lots of tidbits and then an art section and then, you know, a scenario section and Something like that would be rad. So whether I would do this as a series or not may depend on whether we did something big like that, because then it might be worth it to do more uh, to do more of those. But when he says every iteration of the team, I mean, there haven't been that many iterations. I mean, Nash has seen some changes, but really it's, you know, Nash before his disembodiment and then Nash after, but everybody else has kind of stayed the same. I guess,
2: Hope took well, a real Varell beating. Varel had his eye chest. He still got the 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 eye in there. Yeah. Still has it. It's dead. Um, Hope's gone through, you know, robot hope, and back to Outland. Hope is that eye that's in.
0: Is it is the eye in Varel's chest? Is it just looking down? Did you shut it? Does it look up like a dead guy? Is it gray and kind of clouded up from being just a dead eye? Like what's the stat? What does it look like if I'm looking at Varel?
4: I figured it was like a, a crater, you know. It's it's a scar where the eye was. Okay. So yeah,
2: it's it's, it's kind of sunken in and damaged, so there might almost be like this concave thing there. Okay. But he hasn't removed anything from his chest, so whatever's in there remains there.
1: Ooh. Does it smell? <laughs> no, it doesn't smell. That would suck.
4: I have excellent. Yeah, but smell. it's a
1: dead fleshy thing. Yeah? yeah. Yeah,
4: but you know, like uh you know, like a cut off arm. It's just kind of weird and lumpy, and you know.
1: But wouldn't it oh, cut what? off arm smell? Not forever though. Yeah. Right? It's true. I
2: guess one thing to The one thing to keep in mind is that it it is like this living artifact, but it's not an organic creature. So it doesn't obey the rules of rotting, perhaps, the way that you would think. Right. Like an appendage mm-hmm. would, right? Right. It is an artifact. So yeah. I and mean, I love
4: the way the question's asked with iteration because it makes me think of a BlizzCon panel where they're like, we saw an opportunity. To upgrade Nash's look. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we re, we want to reiterate, it's very important to the team, silhouettes. It's all about the silhouettes, and so uh, Nash's silhouette matters. Next question.
3: When do we get a Fate 4 mount?
0: That's, that's exactly what that would be.
3: I think Nash has had more costumes than we're giving him credit for. There was the black robe emperor thing that I pictured to begin with. Yeah. But mm. then there was... Naked in the dirt, Nash.
1: <laughs> then there
3: was he oh, could drunk, only find like minor clothes, yeah. <laughs> Nash, when he was just walking around weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And then there was the vampire costume change. That's
3: true. Yep. Then he he was dressed all fancy from vampire clothes. Then oh, he got the right. robe with all the patches on it. Oh right, the, oh, pa- the yeah. robe.
0: I forgot about my robe. That's the one thing I miss then, the most after then the. Then radicals. there's
2: all the future Nash's, if you count them in your lineup. Oh
1: Because yeah. one of them had
2: glasses and a white robe and fair skin. The other one less so, but they both had white starry robes. Man, mm-hmm. those those
0: other Nashes are a plot hole that needs filling. One day we need we
2: need more of them. Just well, you moment. made it to the good part of the time barf, maybe. Maybe, yeah. They were they were all there to try and help you save the universe, and now you're not seeing them anymore. What does yeah, that mean I, I don't know what it means? I oh, I miss yeah. them. I
0: miss these future selves of mine.
2: Well, there's one that might still be alive, which is the one that is part of the fleshy hive mind if it survived the explosion in Carvalon. Yeah. Uh, you know, if it's still there, then there's at least one copy of Nash that you know was unable to travel back because it took a choice to join the hive mind and then get exiled from the hive mind. Right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and even the Nashes
0: I don't control are kinda of dumbasses. I love that.
2: Got <laughs> exiled from the hive. <laughs> <laughs> like, how does that even yeah.
0: happen? A hive, it's like having a Borg get kicked off. It's one thing that's if they <laughs>
3: that's exactly yes. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> they
2: assimilated the Nash, and they were like, "Oh, never mind. This we have <laughs>
3: nothing to gain from this, and it's just bothering yeah, us." Yeah,
0: it would be better if he just left. Kick him out of the collective. That's amazing.
2: All right, but you're too powerful to kill. So damn straight. It.
1: Mm. All right. I have a question for Bo. During the early part of the campaign, while the party is on Earth, they just can't catch a break. Everyone they meet sucks. And even if they seem like they might be decent, eventually they just stab the party in the back. The party then makes it to Sigil after being very selfless, and the whole situation changes. They find themselves in this huge city, which is often described in lore as a dog-eat-dog-lookout-for-number-one kind of a place. And it turns out to be full of many more friendly and helpful people, even friendly mind flayers. Was that a conscious shift on your part as a DM? I know early you were trying to make the point that Earth sucked and everyone was fighting over scraps. When the party left for Sigil, did you have to make an effort to portray the NPCs differently?
2: Uh, yes. It's harder to do good guys than it is bad guys, for sure. So, on the effort part, I mean, it definitely is more challenging because uh, you know they got to be good. They got to be good in such a way that the party doesn't even believe they're good. That's how bad it is. Like we were in this, we're in this right now in the campaign. We're in the White Tower with a Paladric Order of devotees to Euphemius, a lawful good god and nobody you guys are suspicious all the time you're like (laughs) elantris it's her how did she get the fist so fast and it is a conscious shift because earth is not an important plane on all the material plane discs like earth is not important and i wanted to a emphasize how crappy their world is so to do that you know you're now in the multiverse and you could be meeting crappier people than we've been meeting, but you've just so landed in a part of town where there, there are good people in Sigil and there are good gods in creation. And there are people who aspire to do good things. And and that's doesn't really exist too much on earth. In fact, might be the only place for any hope of good of any kind might be there are definitely paladric orders and uh, on earth including the order of poxus which Melgor heads up so they exist but they're few and far between uh so yeah so the idea that that you know even though it's a dog-eat-dog world i mean we have real dog-eat-dog cities and there's still good people in all of those cities and so sigil to me is like a new york of the cosmos like it has everything and everyone and it's a focal point for a lot of meeting of different ideologies, races, worlds, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, it is on purpose. And you can definitely see all the emotional scarring of our player characters as they <laughs> proceed to mistrust. That being said, there are definitely lots of thieves, lots of liars, lots of charlatans and sigil. Uh, so, and our player characters have run across a couple of these folks and will continue to do so uh, because it's not all good. Yeah, it's it's like ab- good is completely absent in our campaign and it is weird playing good guys because sure. it's just not the aesthetic of where we were from. Sure.
0: But. Uh we're almost yeah. out of time but I would think we have at least time for one more. Let's do one more.
1: All right. Well this last one is for Kyle. Has anyone told Kyle he looks like Lieutenant James Holden played by Kyle for I mean Stephen Strait from the hit Amazon TV show The Expanse. He needs to know. Thanks, and I love you
2: all. <laughs> that's not a question.
0: Wow. <laughs> or I guess it
2: is. Yeah. You know what? You know,
0: that's another question. Another that, question. That's dead on. That's crazy. You do look like James Holden.
1: That's you don't look like
2: him. He's just got black hair and a beard. No, he's but he's also tall and he's tall you know and and, and Yeah,
0: I mean there's a lot of similarities. He's lean sure. and he looks like he and when he grows well, the I could facial pick hair the two apart in a lineup. Well, yeah, that's true. But you could play right. James Holden. You could totally do it.
4: I should get some glasses. Those look good. <laughs> <laughs> he's very. It's a cool. He,
0: that show is
2: awesome. He's and, a cool character. Yeah. he's the protagonist of the show. Really. Yeah,
0: in the book, I pictured somebody very different than who they got, but I actually really like who they got. He's he's good.
2: Although yeah, he makes is, sense.
0: he was in a really shitty movie. Did you guys ever see Ten Thousand BC? You know, no. He was the main main cave dude from Ten Thousand BC, and it is a that is a shit movie. It's terrible.
1: <laughs> oh, not even fun.
0: Not even fun. It's the oh. worst thing. It was it was those Emmerich guys, the Emmerich brothers always make disaster movies, twenty twelve and day after tomorrow yeah. and all that. Uh that that was them. And I thought, man, this is gonna be so cool. There's gonna be, you know, the changing of the world and these cavemen figuring out how to do whatever, and there'll be dinosaurs and stuff. And it was just bad. And like really bad. But he went on to be James Holden, and that's very good. So there you go.
4: Better Can or worse I, than John Carpenter?
0: Uh, better, uh, Worse than John Carpenter. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, worse than that.
3: Can I selfishly ask a question of the party? Yeah. Uh, seeing as it's our 100th episode, mm-hmm. figure this is a good time to, to ask this question and just see where everybody lands. We talked about this a little bit in Discord. What is everyone's favorite story arc or story beat from the first 100 Ooh. episodes of our campaign? Oh my gosh. Ooh.
0: That's an easy answer mind, for me. Man, yeah. And it wasn't in, to do anything with me. It was Ky- all of Kyle's red lizard, black lizard stuff, like all the, all the clans and all that junk. All, I loved
3: that. That was Lizard Game of Thrones? Yes. Mm. Uh, I loved <laughs> Lizard Game
0: of Thrones. I really enjoyed that. There was something about that that was very visual for me. I could see the place, I could see these warring lizard factions. There was something really fun about being in his Klingon world. Uh, for that stretch I love that
4: I I pick right out of there yeah my 1v1 orp fight was the most awesome thing that's ever happened as a player in being
0: I went into his pants and saw his testicles up close that was a (laughs) lot of (laughs) fun
4: that was
3: foreshadowing
0: (laughs) (laughs) and what a shadow it was yeah I really cast one how about you John
3: uh I think for me, probably my favorite story arc was probably the early Tia atkala stuff, like kind of from the arrival to going underground like all that stuff was really really cool and really really fun mm-hmm. um i I really enjoyed all of that um on a just kind of beat by beat basis uh i've I've really gotten to enjoy the complicated relationship between stanley and varel recently mm-hmm. i think that stuff has been incredibly fun to do and play and so i think that's probably it's probably mine favorite arc and favorite moment all right how about you uh hope or Kristen?
1: oh mm, uh, let's see uh favorite arc the vampire stuff oh oh my god wow oh, it was so much fun
2: all you got to uh, do is say his name three times. And...
1: Oh, shit. That's right. Oh, my God. Would he appear? It's like the a... candy man. That was oh the last thing God. he
2: told you. So that's shit. always. You, you don't know if it'll work. You don't know what will yeah. happen. But that's the last thing he told you. If yeah. it is your favorite thing, there's a way to potentially get your favorite, at least if you return to Earth.
1: I don't that's know if fair. it's going to work
2: in the Outland. but
1: Yeah. And then favorite moment is definitely the jumping and shooting of the rocket launcher into Varel's back to launch him. It was just such a cinematic moment. Like, you see everything in slow-mo, and you can see everyone's expressions and how it would be shot frame for frame. Ugh, uh, sorry, so the rocket good. launcher
2: at Lizard Game of Thrones?
1: Yes. Yeah. At the end, that launched Varel and Orp out the window so that they could have their fight while simultaneously destroying the house feuds once and for all. Ugh.
3: Yeah, that was pretty.
0: Good. Yeah, that was good. If I had to pick a favorite cliffhanger, it's this week with me teleporting into another creature or another creature <gasps> oh, teleporting
1: Oh yeah. Because
0: I don't know what that means. That feels like instant death. Obviously, it must not be, or Bo would have said so. But I'm, I'm freaked. You have to wait seven days to find yeah, out. Yeah, I'm freaked out about it.
1: Dude, I'm excited though because think about it, you you hopefully you'll fall into the tower and maybe that would kill the evil part inside of you. Maybe.
0: Or what if a hybrid version that's not only now Nash, Nash doesn't just have a little baby arm and a plant penis, but he's got the DNA of some other weird thing. And now he's even more of a freaking abomination. (laughs) I would love that. What what
2: happens if it just permanently changes your appearance? I'm down.
0: I'm down for it. I'm down for whatever you do, Bo. but I'm, I'm so on. I mean, partly because it affects my character so much, but. I've never had anything in that that happened that was just so randomly jacked up.
2: Unfortunately, this is really bad because it, you know what you merged with is a bad scenario. Yeah, it's it's an evil creature from the abyss on from the Outland. It, gonna be a lot of problems.
0: Yeah. I figure. Oh boy. But I just need to I cannot wait to see. It's a I, creature of,
2: of pure evil destruction. It's a demon. This is
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well it's <so> <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> like it's so awesome. I'm like, yeah, so you know um, I don't I mean it's only
0: awesome from I don't mean awesome from like Nash's survivability or even what he's gonna yeah, have to so do. It. it was
2: a complete random development. Like that's where I had marked it. I put it on the GM layer so I would know where it would reappear. Yeah. And then you moved into the exact spot, and you're like, all right, I'll break my concentration. I'm like, yes. Yeah, I had no idea.
0: <laughs> it was like a fail video. You can't do it twice. You can't make this stuff up. You just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, and I don't know how it's going to turn pretty out. much.
2: I suppose I could have said something like, that's the place where you guy banished. Well, <laughs> I
1: feel like you're pretty lenient when it comes to us trying to get away with shit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You, guys got, you guys got to remember some things. So. Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully we'll remember uh, to be here next week so we can find out what happened. Also, if you're a member of our Dungeon Plus uh, thing, our membership, you're getting this thing now. Like tonight, you'll have it, uh, which is to say April 5th. If you're not part of that, you have to wait an extra week. If you want to become a part of that, you can do it really inexpensively. At the lowest level, you get this bonus show. That's over at therewillbedungeons.com. We hope you're all well and safe. Uh, Take care of each other. We'll see you next week.
4: We saw an opportunity to upgrade (laughs) Nash's look.